The Witches by Roald Dahl. Chapter 7. Frizzled like a fritter. All the women, or rather the witches, were now sitting motionless in their chairs and staring as though hypnotised at somebody who had suddenly appeared on the platform. That somebody was another woman. The first thing I noticed about this woman was her size. She was tiny, probably no more than four and a half feet tall. She looked quite young. I guessed about 25 or 26, and she was very pretty. She had on a rather stylish long black dress that reached right to the ground, and she wore black gloves that came up to her elbows. Unlike the others, she wasn't wearing a hat. She didn't look to me like a witch at all, but she couldn't possibly not be one. Otherwise, what on earth was she doing up there on the platform? And why, for heaven's sakes, were all the other witches gazing at her with such a mixture of adoration, awe and fear? Very slowly, the young lady on the platform raised her hands to her face. I saw her gloved fingers unhooking something behind her ears and then... Then she caught hold of her cheeks and lifted her face clean away. The whole of that pretty face came away in her hands. It was a mask. As she took off the mask, she turned sideways and placed it carefully upon a table nearby. When she turned round again and faced us, I very nearly screamed out loud. The face of hers was the most frightful and frightening thing I had ever seen. Just looking at it gave me the shakes all over. It was so crumpled and wizened, so shrunken and shriveled. It looked as though it had been pickled in vinegar. It was a fearsome and ghastly sight. There was something terribly wrong with it, something foul and putrid and decayed. It seemed quite literally to be rotting away at the edges, and in the middle of the face, around the mouth and cheeks, I could see the skin, all cankered and worm-eaten, as though maggots were working away in there. There are times when something is so frightful, you become mesmerised by it. You, you can't look away. I was like that now. I was transfixed. I was numbed. I was magnetised by the sheer horror of that woman's features. But there was more to it than that. There was a look of serpents in those eyes of her, and they flashed around the audience. I knew immediately, of course that this was none other than the Grand High Witch herself. I knew also why she'd worn a mask. She could never have moved about in public, let alone book into a hotel with her real face. Everyone who saw her would have run away screaming. The doors! shouted the Grand High Witch, in a voice that filled the room and bounced around the walls. Are they chained and bolted? The doors are chained and bolted, your grandness, answered a voice in the audience. The brilliant snake's eyes that were set so deep in that dreadful, rotten, worm-eaten face glared unblinkingly at the witches who sat facing her. You may remove your gloves, she shouted. Her voice, as I noticed, had had that same hard metallic quality as the voice of the witch I had met under the conquer tree. Only it was louder, much more harsh. It rasped, it grated, it snarled, it scraped. It shrieked and it growled. Everyone in the room was peeling off their gloves. I was watching the hands of those in the back row. 
I wanted very much to see what fingers looked like and whether my grandmother had been right. Ah, yes, I could see several of them now. I could see the brown claws curving under the tips of the fingers. They were about two inches long, those claws, and sharp at the ends. You may remove your shoes, barked the Grand High Witch. I heard a sigh of relief going up from all the witches in the room as they kicked off their narrow-heeled shoes. And then I got a glimpse under the chairs of several pairs of stockinged feet, square and completely toeless. Revolting they were, as though the toes had been sliced away from the feet with a carving knife. You may remove your vigs, snarled the Grand High Witch. She had a peculiar way of speaking. There was some sort of foreign accent there, something harsh, and she seemed to have trouble pronouncing the letter W. As well as that, she did something funny with the letter R. She would roll his round and round her mouth, like a piece of hot crackling before spinning out. Remove your vigs and get some fresh air into your spotty scalps, she shouted. And another sigh of relief arose from the audience as all the hands went up to their heads and all the wigs with the hats still on them were lifted away. There now appeared in front of me another row of bald females, a sea of naked scalps, every one of them red and itchy looking from being rubbed by the lining of the wigs. I simply cannot tell you how awful they were and somehow the whole sight was made more grotesque because underneath those frightful scabby bald heads the bodies were dressed in fashionable and rather pretty clothes. It was monstrous. It was unnatural. Oh heavens, I thought. Oh help. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. These foul-headed females are child killers, every one of them. And here I am, imprisoned in the same room, and I can't escape. At that point, a new and doubly horrifying thought struck me. My grandmother had said, that with their special nose holes they could smell out a child on a pitch black night from right across the other side of the road. Up to now my grandmother had been right every time. It seemed a certainty, therefore, that one of the witches in the back row was going to sniff me out at any moment and then the yell of dog's droppings would go up all over the room and I would be cornered like a rat. I knelt on the carpet behind the screen, hardly daring to breathe, then suddenly I remembered another very important thing my grandmother had told me. The dirtier you are, she had said, the harder it is for a witch to smell you. How long since I had had a bath? Not for ages. I had my own room in the hotel. My grandmother never bothered with silly things like that. Come to think of it, I don't believe I'd had a bath since we arrived. When had I washed my face or hands? Certainly not this morning. Not yesterday either. I glanced down on my hands. They were covered with smudge and mud and goodness knows what else. So perhaps I had a chance after all. The stink waves couldn't possibly get out through all that dirt. Witches of Inkland, shouted the Grand High Witch. She herself, I noticed, had not taken off either her wig or her gloves or her shoes. Witches of Inkland, she yelled again. The audience stirred uneasily and sat up straight in their chairs. Miserable witches, she yelled. Useless, lazy witches, feeble, fibbly witches. You are a heap of good-for-nothing worms. A shudder went through the audience. 
The Grand High Witch was clearly in an ugly mood, and they knew it, and I had a feeling that something awful was going to happen soon. I'm having my breakfast this morning, cried the Grand High Witch, and I am looking out of the window at the beach, and what am I seeing? I'm asking you, what am I seeing? I'm seeing a revolting sight. I'm seeing hundreds, I'm seeing thousands of rotten, repulsive little children playing on the sand. It is putting me right off my food. For have you not got rid of them? She screamed. Why have you not rubbed them all out, these filthy, smelly children? With each word she spoke, flecks of blue phlegm shot from her mouth like bullets. I'm asking you why, she screamed. Nobody answered her. Children smell, she screamed. They stink out the vault. We do not want these children around. The bald heads in the audience all nodded vigorously. One child a week is no good to me, the Grand High Witch. Is that the best you can do? We will do better, murmured the audience. We will do much better. Better is no good either, shrieked the Grand High Witch. I demand maximum results. So here are my orders. My orders are that every child in this country shall be rubbed, squashed, squived, squatted and fivered before I come back here again in one year's time. Do I make myself clear? A great gasp went up from the audience. I saw the witches all looking at one another with deeply troubled expressions. And I heard one witch at the end of the front row saying, All of them? We can't possibly wipe out all of them. The Grand High Witch ripped round as though someone had struck a skewer in her bottom. Who said that? She snapped. Who dares to argue with me? It was you, was it not? She pointed the glove finger as sharp as a needle at the witch who had spoken. I, I didn't mean it, your grandness, the witch cried. I didn't mean to argue, I was just talking to myself. You dare to argue with me, screamed the Grand High Witch. She began to shake with fear. The Grand High Witch took a quick step forward, and when she spoke again, it was in a voice that made my blood run cold. A stupid witch who answers back, must burn until her bones are black. She screamed. No, no, begged the witch in the front row. The Grand High Witch went on. A foolish witch without a brain must sizzle in the fiery flame. Save me, cried the wretched witch in the front row. The Grand High Witch took no notice. She spoke again. An idiotic witch like you must roast upon a barbecue. Oh, forgive me, Your Grand Highness, cried the miserable culprit. I didn't mean it. But the Grand High Witch continued with her terrible recital. A witch who dares to say I'm wrong will not be with us very long. A moment later, a stream of sparks that looked like tiny, white-hot metal filings came shooting out of the Grand High Witch's eyes and flew straight towards the one who dared to speak. I saw the sparks striking against her and burrowing into her, and she screamed a 
horrible howling scream and a puff of smoke rose up around her. A smell of burning meat filled the room. Nobody moved. Like me, they were all watching the smoke. And when it cleared away, the chair was empty. I caught a glimpse of something wispy white, like a cloud fluttering upwards and disappearing out of the window. A great sigh rose up from the audience. The Grand High Witch glared around the room. I hope nobody else is going to make me cross today, she remarked. There was a deathly silence. Frizzled like a fritter, said the Grand High Witch. Cooked like a carrot. You will never see her again. And so now we can get down to business.